0: This weekend there is no Leo, so I guess you have to deal with me oh With the fight selections and the fight reflections, this is fighting with Myself, oh-oh-oh, fighting with Myself, oh-oh-oh, yeah. Still got it, baby. Welcome to the Fighting With Myself podcast, the podcast for the average MMA fan, hosted by an above-average man, and I am that man- my name is Juice. I almost said my name is Leo to continue my tradition of getting our names wrong over at the Friendly Sparring Podcast. This is still the Friendly Sparring Podcast, by the way, but this is a special, this is a special throwback to the old days of fighting with myself. And um, as you may know, Leo just turned thirty-one, I believe, or something. Uh, anyway, he had a birthday. And the son of a bitch is fourteen days older than me. No, thirteen days. Sorry, gotta gotta clarify on that. He is actually in Texas right now, which is a state that I hope to be in approximately thirty-two days from now. Um, because uh, some exciting news, although it's not really exciting news, just sort of. News ish. It's like not good or bad. It's just news. Um, your boy entered that uh, Angela Hill contest, the hashtag bitch fucking season contest. She put it out there that anyone who buys her shirt and wears it in an inappropriate place takes a picture, tags her in it, they'll be entered to win the contest. So far, Isha is the front runner, and I said that she should win. She pulls a picture outside of the Church of Scientology in San Francisco, which, hey, great idea. Um, I was gonna do something kind of fucked up. <laughs> I can talk about it in the podcast because I didn't actually do it. So I was thinking about doing it in a cemetery. Like I already had that idea. And there's a there's a there's one right down the street from me. It's like like a like a four minute drive down the street. And I'm sort of affiliated with them, so I actually didn't really want to do it. But I was like, well, if I can do it from an angle where you can't really tell, none of those people are on Twitter, it should be fine. Um, And then the homie from Twitter suggested I go to this website, findagrave.com, find uh, a grave uh, or a headstone or, or whatever you want to call it with the name torres on it because angela hill is fighting tisha torres coming up and that's what the tickets are the giveaway for and i was like oh my god that is fucking genius and to be honest if i had done that i'm pretty sure that's like game over like there is no well this is the front runner right now that's like hey man stop the contest this guy won but on the morning of, I mean, even like leading up to it, I was kind of like rethinking it. But on the morning of, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. And like I, I told my wife I was going out and she was like, I'm not going with you. And I was like, oh. and then and I started thinking, I, I literally was like, What if I get haunted like it it, uh, on the real like it's so disrespectful like what if that person's family uh, finds it and they're like, you know, whatever or they happen to be there that day and they're like, hey, man, what the fuck are you taking pictures near our grave? Like there's just so many things that could have gone wrong. And I was like, I don't want to do that because okay, so I posted about it. I said I said I got the shirt. uh, Give me some uh, suggestions on where I can wear. That's inappropriate. And people started going fucking ham, dude, like someone said "Better women's shelter. And I was like, whoa whoa, hey, that's not the vibe. I mean, you're in the right vein as far as, like, whatever, but no, like, that's not something I would ever do. I would not want to, you know, bring up trauma for anyone that has gone through that. Absolutely not. And there were some similar suggestions like that, and I was like, eh. And I was like, you know, I would respond like, oh, hey, great idea or whatever, but I'm not going to do that. And so people thought the contest was like a mockery of like victims and things like that i'm like hey that is not at all what this is um like for example before isha posted her picture the the front runner was casey Leiden, uh from mma fighting did it outside of a police station it's like yeah, fuck the police and which is like yeah dude yeah and so as i was taking my pictures, so I ended up what I ended up doing was like okay I'm gonna take this on it I'm gonna take it on a tour I gotta let the whole town know it's bitch fucking season I started out at a local uh daycare uh I'm not gonna say the name of it but there's like a little playground in front I was like oh this would be cool There's like a little playground I'm just fucking like hey look i at the playground it's bitch fucking season uh <laughs> and and so from there I was like I was like what about Planned Parenthood now here's the thing big supporters of Planned Parenthood in this house uh we love them there's people protesting outside of it usually and I wanted to take a picture with the protesters with the protesters just to be like hey man fuck you but I realized that wouldn't really read well uh and also I feel like some of those people could be a little violent. Now, I'm not saying I'm a pussy, but I am saying, yeah, no, that is what I'm saying. Uh, So I was like, no, Planned parrots out. Um, (laughs) And then the other idea that was kind of like in a similar vein – well, not really in a similar vein. Sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum, which is the point, is uh, Hobby Lobby, um, which my wife had suggested. Which If people don't know, Hobby Lobby is like a a store that has a bunch of like craft things and like decorations for your home. It's actually a really cool store. However – they're, like, a fucking Christian company or whatever, and they, like, don't support places like Planned Parenthood, and they don't support, like, women's rights. And, like, if you're an employee there, you have to have a certain – like, if you're a female employee, like, there's a certain things. Like, it's fucked up. They're fucking awful. So we went there, took some pictures. And I went inside. They have, like, a floral department, and we took some pictures with the with the florals and stuff. I posted them as, like, bloopers, but it wasn't part of my, like, official entry, uh, if that's even a thing. I mean, I – But I added it to the same thread. Like I don't know. I didn't tag. I tagged Angela and all the um, other ones. So there's that. And then I also. So right next door to the Hobby Lobby, uh, if you know the area, that might give it away. I don't know if that's the case. um, There's a There's a PetSmart, and it was Adoption Day. I was gonna take uh, my in-laws' dog to the dog park and be like (laughs) with a bunch of dogs. Be like, it's bitch fucking season. Um, but then I saw that it was adoption day for like kittens. I was like, oh, that's better. And I don't have to fucking deal with that dog. Uh, it's a sweet dog, but it's still a dog. Uh, so I fucking took a picture with those, uh, cats up for adoption. Uh, I would have adopted all of them by the way. So cute. But, um, there was that. And then the last stop, which was like the goat, and this was Kate's idea. Uh, and it's the one that Angie keeps sharing. Uh, I was at the fair. (laughs) <laughs> there was like a local fair um, and there's a there was a big Ferris wheel so I took a picture in front of the Ferris wheel I was like hey man gotta let all these people know at the fair know that it's fucking bitch fucking season um, and that was the only picture that actually th- I wasn't like I wasn't still in public with the other places but you couldn't really see anybody um, so yeah but I wore that fucking shirt all day I didn't just take put it on for the pictures yo I'm wearing that shirt even after the contest dude I love it I love everything about it, and it's helped support Angie and her fight camp. So I love everything about that. Um, so I actually – this is this is uh, delayed, if, if you will. Um, I, I said I might record on Sunday, trying to get back into the normal rhythm of things. So we have a, a Monday off um, over across the pond. You might call it a bank holiday. Um, But it's like a federal holiday. We have it's observed on the on the Monday after since July 4th came on a Sunday, you know, Independence Day, whatever. And uh, I waited for so long because I didn't have a topic. I was like, I don't know what to talk about because there's not really a lot of fight news that's happening and there was no fight to recap. There's like whatever. And I was like, let me just do what I know, which is to make shit up. And bullshit for as long as I want. Um, which is to say, improvise, essentially, not that I'm making anything up. This is all true. <laughs> Although this is a fake podcast. Like, you're not actually listening to this podcast. I mean, I thank you for listening, but that's just a construct because this isn't real. But you know it is real, though? and uh, <laughs> It's actually only half real. And I'll explain that. Uh, we finally got a Patreon. Uh, Leo and I have been talking about it for a while. I feel like at least a month, probably more. It seems like every episode we'd be like, oh, yeah, we'll do that for the Patreon. Or like, oh, when we get the Patreon, well, I finally put it up there. Um, and I'm hesitant to give you all the links. So I did give someone someone mess. I, I posted my fleets. Someone had responded. Uh, and I was like, all right, here you go. Uh, here's the link. Because it's live and I set up the tier format and everything. However, their, uh, system for taking videos is fucking annoying, dude. It's so annoying. It's not letting me post it. And I'm, it's, I'm honestly like pulling my hair out, like metaphorically, obviously don't want to touch this beautiful hair, but, uh, it's, it's, I spent all fucking, it's, it's now 2.30 Eastern time. I spent all fucking morning and early part of the afternoon trying to get this shit to work and it's not working. I'm going to find a way. I think I know what I have to just break down and do, which I didn't want to do, but I'm going to find a way to get this shit up. Uh, Cause it's actually pretty reasonable. I wanted to just kind of start just, you know, I don't like uh, asking people for money or whatever. It's weird. And um, I like to have my content be free. Um, and I didn't want to put anything behind a paywall, but, um, people have been wanting a video podcast for a while and I'm like, okay, let's, let's do it on Patreon. So that's the whole point of it. I, I did tears. So, um, if you, oh, want, every episode, I want to shout out all the patrons. And so before I forget, I do have one patron and that is the, the person I shared that link with, like I said, um, it's the homie Callum. You guys have heard him reference on this podcast a few times. He'll be referenced again in the forum. Um, what a great guy! Amazing memes. Um, just a great follow in general. So give him a follow. Um, Callum JN, I believe. I will. Um, I will shout his at when I get to the uh, when I get to the forum. But um, hey, Patreon, get your shit together um, because it's it's annoying me. So uh, I I went ahead two tiers. Um, three and it's all monthly The like Patreon, you can do like per content and since I'm going to have weekly content, I figure it's just easier to subscribe. Um, and that way you just get one price for, for whatever, um, three bucks a month, shout out on the episode, every episode. Uh, and that's going to, like I said, for any patron, regardless, that's going to be the case because you're with, with the tiers, you're always like building on it. Right. So, um, the second one for $5 and I named them, you can name them different things like, um, uh, I was trying to think of something like thematic for the podcast because one of my favorite podcasts—it's uh, a movie podcast called Verbal Diorama. She is a patron, and uh, she is a Patreon rather. And uh, her favorite actor that she always references on the podcast is Keanu Reeves. There's literally a segment she'll call the obligatory Keanu reference. She's uh, she's British, um, and she will tie the movie that she's featuring to Keanu Reeves. So she has all. The fucking tiers of her patreon i was like killing new characters or somehow like killing references it's pretty epic um so but i did um the first tier uh it's entitled lurker it's like you're just lurking you know it's sort of a reference to leo being a lurker um and then the second one is peggy knuckles uh and that's that's five dollars a month and that and that's for the video podcast and, and eventually we're going to add more um honestly I, I i feel uncomfortable asking for more than five but there's certain things that um, would be cool to put on there, uh, like you can do merch through Patreon, which I still don't know how to do. And right now everything's on Redbubble and the way Redbubble's payout system works, it's a little bit, um, what's the word, annoying as fuck. Uh, so I feel like I'd be leaving money on the table if I just abandoned that, but I might add and also do the Patreon. I don't know. i will have to think about it. Um, but there's that for the Patreon. Patreon. Um, Oh, I've been talking about it the whole time and I didn't even say the link. Again, I'm hesitant to say, dude. Um, I mean, it's probably pretty easy to to find, right? I mean, eventually it'll probably... Right now I have the the link to the Redbubble shop in my bio because that one's a little complicated. Um, and I would say it's the, it's the merch. People can go find it. But I might replace that with the Patreon link. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, patreon.com slash friendly sparring. There you go. Uh, and I'll not repeat that until I get this fucking video shit figured out. And obviously there's not going to be any uh, video episode this week because it's just your boy. Um, but I am going to upload last week's episode. And if and if, if we get enough uh, subscribers on there or, or patrons as they're called, we may do a backlog because we do have most of the videos. Some of them, honestly, got to be honest, wasn't camera ready. I look like an absolute fucking homeless person. I won't even say bum because I feel like that word is like uh, watered down from like fighters using it like, oh, he's a fucking bum, whatever. No, I look like a homeless person. By the way, I made a tweet um, lately. My, my tweets, if I if I say like wild shit, they're fucking blowing up and I hate it, actually, because I want uh, the podcast tweets to blow up. Um, but I fucking was like, bet the house on Dustin Poirier <laughs> and a bunch of Connor fans found it. I mean, to be fair, a bunch of Dustin fans as well. Cause I it has a fair amount of retweets and stuff and like whatever positive comments, but like half of them are Connor fans, And they're like, no, fuck you. You don't know. It's like this, the same, there's like Khabib will have learned from the rematch. Nate learned from the rematch. Connor will learn like you, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know, just absolute toxic fucking Connor fans. Um, All this to say... Anyway, all this to say... I don't even know what I was uh, talking about. Connor fans. Tweet. Blows up. Hmm. Yep, nope. I completely lost my train of thought. Just thinking about the absolute uh, toxicity of Twitter. Well, there's that. Anyway, we do have a bit of fight news. Uh, There's only one thing. You know, early on in this podcast... I had divided it into like three segments. I was like, okay, fight recap. That's important. Then I want to talk about fight news. And then obviously the forum. Uh, And then the picks, which was like, actually early on, I didn't have a forum. That's, you know, a little bit of lore for this podcast. But anyway, um, I would try to get whatever news I could to talk about. And eventually I felt like, People already knew. And then, like, being a podcast that comes out on Sundays, there wasn't a lot of news. Like, news would break on Monday or Tuesday, and I'd be like, well, fucking A. Um, like, I have it last week. The fucking Cyril Gone uh, Derek Lewis news broke on Monday, and I'm like, okay, great, we get to talk about it. But uh, if we had recorded on Sunday, we would have been fucking up shit's creek. However... um. There is some news. And so what, what I meant to say is um, eventually when it came to like news I wanted to talk about on the podcast, I would be very selective to where I was like, let me only do it if it's something I really, really, really want to talk about. And this I really, really, really want to talk about. And that is my girl Roxanne Mataferi is taking on Tatiana Suarez in her flyweight debut at UFC 266 on September 25th and the reason I want to talk about this is this some of you guys don't know how big a fan of Roxanne Modafferi I am and that is because she hasn't been fighting a lot lately and I was actually talking about this with my wife uh I kind of feel like most of the listeners for Friendly Sparring uh, are like new listeners which is kind of cool Some of you guys haven't been with me for the entirety of this podcast. And that's great. I can tell you this. Uh, It might be a little cringe, but go back and listen to episode 16 of this podcast. Uh, I believe it's 16. It's entitled, like, Why Roxanne Montefiore is My Favorite Fighter. She's my favorite fighter. Like, you guys know me as being this big Izzy Stan, and I am. But he's number two. Like... He feels more active. So sometimes I say he's like my favorite active fighter because she's more of like a legend and, you know, has been around in the game. There's a stat that uh, the homie Drake Riggs threw out that, you know, once she completes this fight with Tatiana, she will tie the record for the most fights. And then, as Roxy always mentions, if you count the fights on tough, I would have more, which I think they should count. But anyway, because like here's the thing, dude like, there's all oh, their exhibition fights. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Fucking Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather is an exhibition fight. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson. Those are fucking exhibition fights. They're not judged, and they're hardly sanctioned. The fucking fights on tough are sanctioned by the, uh, the Athletic Commission. They have to weigh in for them. They're judged. I don't know. It's all, it's all fuckery. And, like, it's the same cage as the Dana White Contender series, which goes on people's records. Like, what are we doing here? Anyway, I digress. I can't tell you how much she means to me, really. Because when I was first watching uh, MMA, um, my first introduction to MMA actually was Bully Beatdown. And I was, uh, I think I was, like, 18 when that show came out, something like that. You know, obviously, fresh out of high school, just starting into college, and I fucking hate bullies. Um, I was like, I was looking at to never like get beat the fuck up or whatever, but I got picked on a lot. And seeing that show, that's why Mayhem is like, even though Mayhem can sometimes be a piece of shit, and he's like is always getting in jail and stuff like that, I still will always love Mayhem for that show. And yes, I know it was fake. Stop it. Um, but see, like seeing bullies get beat the fuck up on the show was awesome. And and when I say fake, like, some of the fighters that have been on there have talked about this. Like, Eddie Alvarez, like, he goes, yeah, the bullies were actors. And I and I believe the victims were as well. Um, he goes, but we really beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> like, it wasn't stage combat. Like, they really put those guys in there. I think they took it easy on them or whatever. And, like, there was a, apparently an agreement, like, they weren't supposed to head kick them. But this one guy, Tony the Gumbinello, head kicked this fucking hockey redneck uh, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> I love that show, dude. Honestly... That could be a fucking function of the Patreon. Leo, if you're listening, write it down. Uh, we'll watch Bully Beatdown and do like, I don't know, recaps or something. I think that'd be cool. Like a cool little fuck, fucking bonus Patreon thing. I don't know, man. Just spitballing here. But anyway, when I really started watching the UFC and following MMA as a sport um, was with the Conor wave. You know, I got to be honest, right when he like fought Chad Mendez into the Aldo fight, it was like peak, like, his fandom or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. Turns out he's a fucking piece of shit, and we don't like Connor anymore. Uh, but that was sort of where I came from. And then from there was, like, I started watching Michael Bisping. Still a big Bisping fan. And Bisping stays unproblematic. Um, and then I was like, you know, I mean, aside from Michael Bisping, Michael Bisping is, like, you know, like this blue-collar guy, Came from nothing basically, but he still was like good-looking guy, built like a fucking action figure for the most part. Although like towards the latter of part of his career, he got like dad bod. Um, but it wasn't until I started like I got I, I got fight pass for the Bisping Silva fight, and that was like what really like turned me into a hardcore fan. Because I was watching all the fucking, they didn't for that, even though it was like a Fight Pass card. They did other promo, like Ariel Hawani did a walk and talk with Bisping in London. This shit was off the chain. I was I was consuming all the media for it. And I watched the whole card top to bottom. I even like, it was on early. And so it was on before I had work. Um, and I timed my lunch break so that I could go. I lived like two miles away from work at the time. I timed my lunch break so that I could go home and watch the main event. And I literally got home right as they were starting. I was like, "Okay, bet, let's go." Michael Bisping uh, had predicted in his pre-fight um, media and things like that, like during media week, he said, "I'm I'm finishing him in the second round via ground and pound, TKO," and I was like, "Come on, fucking second round, thirty seconds left, he drops him. I think it's like a big left hand, and dodges an up kick." climbs into his guard and just starts swinging. I was fucking going nuts. I I was literally watching on my couch, I think on my phone or on my I think it was my laptop. I jumped up and I started screaming. Dude, I'm at home. I'm alone. No one's there. I started screaming. Uh, that was the moment I knew I was like a fucking hardcore fan. And then, if you guys remember that fight, in the third round he gets dropped with a flying knee at the bell and people thought Herb Dean was calling the fight. I saw a clip on Instagram and I was fucking pissed. And then I saw tweets later saying that it was... Not off. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, stop. But I had to get off social media, watch it later. Super, super fucking happy. But anyway, because I got that, I got Fight Pass for that card. It was exclusive on Fight Pass. Started binging Ultimate Fighter. And when I got to Roxanne's uh, season, I was instantly taken. You know, when she was telling her story in the first episode about, you know, living in Japan. And all the things she did over there and how she's into anime and just how like different she was and her personality was so infectious and that's what like when it comes to you know the sport of MMA like you know I don't like idolize like perfect technique and perfect bodies or whatever I want to see humans I want to see real people and she was the first, like, real person I saw. Uh, and I was like, oh, my god, she's like me. She's like me. Everyone else is like, you know, I put them on, like, a hero pedestal and things like that. But she was the first one that I felt like I could relate to. And when she lost her fight in that season, I was devastated. And, like, there was a, um, a clip from that episode where Shayna Baszler was doing a, a little confessional interview thing. And she was like, I fought Roxanne in Japan. And I, and Roxanne was the first name that I fought. Like, she has been around a long time. Imagine her saying that about Roxy. That's how you know Roxy's a fucking OG vet. Um, and uh, she was like, I beat Roxy. And after the fight, uh, you know, Roxanne took me uh, across Japan and showed me the city and said, uh, I hope that beating me was the push you needed to get to the next level in your career. Like, how fucking nice is that? So this is a person that I never want to see lose. So when I see motherfuckers on the timeline that are, like, sharing the fight news and they're like, oh, Roxy's fucked, or, like, you know, I do kind of take it personally. I'm not personally, and obviously, like, I know I have to brush it off and have a thick skin, but it's not something that I can just, like, ignore. And, like, whenever people fucking tag me in it and they're just like, oh, oh, Friendly's Bar, and get your Kleenex ready or whatever the fuck, like... No, hey man, gonna block you. And it's, I don't know. I just, I had some, I something somewhere I was going with that where I wanted to kind of explain my fucking thought process because when it comes to fight picks, dude, I pick one hundred percent with my heart. Now there are times when it's like you know, I mean, I, I follow the sport and I know matchups and styles and certain things. I do have some sort of technical mind. Now, I'm not trying to pump myself up at all because I get things wrong all the time. And there's times when my heart isn't involved, so it is a, you know, pick it with my brain or whatever. Um, I learned that I I get no joy of picking a fight correctly if my heart's not in it. So even if my heart wants someone to win and I don't think they will based on history and the style of opponent or whatever, I'm not going to pick just to be right. I, I will never do that. And I always, I always go back to like other sports fans too, like people that are loyal to a certain football team that is like a losing team all the time. Like, do you ever see those people saying, Oh, I'm picking these other guys to beat my team. Fucking hell. They're like the most like crazy sounding people when they're like, Oh, this is the year we're going to take the championship or whatever the fuck. Where's that same energy for fighters? And it's not—it's not a team. It's not like a uh, entity. Like it's one being, and they need your support. That's how I've always viewed it, anyway. I'm not trying to sway anyone to my viewpoint because I know uh, most people are never going to think like me in that sense. But um, yeah, that's always how I viewed it. So when, when I when I see people, you know, if you're if you're trying to convince me that Roxanne is like, dude, I had people in my DMs for the Macy Barber fight saying like, I'm worried about you, bro. Macy's gonna smash Roxy. Hey, fuck you. Roxy beat the brakes off that bitch. Anyway. Roxy's like way more wholesome than me. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, anyway, all this to say. This is a Hamilton podcast, by the way. Um, all this to say... There is nothing that can make me pick against Roxy. Absolutely not. It's like a you know she's a big Dragon Ball Z fan. It's like a spear bomb. I'm like giving her my energy. She needs it. I'm not gonna, dude. She could book a she could book a submission underground match with Amanda Nunes. And I would still pick Roxy because that is what real fandom is. So lick my empty sack. Talking about. Tatiana's gonna smash her the fuck out of here. Anyway, dude. On to a more wholesome uh, part of this podcast. (laughs) Well, it's it's not entirely wholesome, but it's not not wholesome either. Um, The Ultimate Fighter is back. And we've kind of talked about it on the podcast a little bit. Um, Team Ortega is killing it. And I haven't seen the latest episode. I think there's five out. I think I've seen the first four. Um... I think, if I'm correct, Team Ortega still won that one. This is a Fight Every Episode. I'm pretty sure that got spoiled. Um, I don't know though. And I'm am I? I was gonna write like, I was like, is this uh, an early? Uh, is this like some sort of foreshadowing for for the fight? It's like, is Ortega gonna be Volk because he's having success and tough? And then I was like, well, wait a minute. I mean, on the one hand, you know, getting the upper, like, Volk even said in an interview, like, they're both competitive. They want to win. He's not just showing up for a paycheck. He's not just showing up to the show. He wants to, like, you know, he wants his guys to do well. He wants to win. Um, I think we'll see their true competitiveness come out in the coaches challenge. That's probably my favorite part of the season, usually, like, in general. Um, But other than that, like, their fight is their fight, and it's separate. And then I started to think as well, like, there's actually somewhat of a precedent like historically, if you look back, because it used to be, that was a big like um, theme of, of the ultimate fighter. Like um, the, uh, the coaches would, would fight at the end. Um, And if you look at the times that's actually happened, it has not gone well for the winning coach, if that makes sense. Like, Or at least the times I'm remembering. So, like, I'm remembering, like, uh, when DC and Stipe were coaches. uh, I think Stipe's team had more success. But DC ended up winning the fight. Or maybe there's a precedent with the coaches challenge. But I'm also, I was also thinking, like, John Jones versus Chael and Chael's team had way more success. As a matter of fact, I think both his guys were in the finale. But... John Jones obviously be there, and I mean it's John Jones. So like, no one ever thought she was gonna win. Uh, but at the same time, there's kind of precedent for that. Uh, Ronda and Misha, uh, same thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I only gave like a couple examples, but I was just, I was just thinking back to that. Like, I know uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Jen's Pulver and BJ Penn, season five. Pretty sure. Uh, uh, team pulver was having more success and uh bj Penn obviously won their fight another one i was thinking of was rampage and rashad didn't rashad win every fight like <laughs> none of rashad of rampage's guys win, and then I, I think rampage won their fight um i could be getting one or both of those things wrong this is just uh, i'm just vamping here uh, it's more fun if i'm wrong well i'll say it, it's more fun if i'm right And I didn't actually look it up. It's not more fun if I'm wrong at all. But I'm not going to check because, you know, I'm not going to fact check myself. All right. uh, I've now talked for 33 minutes. Let's now take a quick break. And we'll get into some forum questions. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, the forum starts now. First up, we have a question from my boy Rhino. And you guys should go check out his podcast, the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. I just listened to his interview, Well, the whole whole episode was fire, but the interview with Orion Kosi. I hope I'm getting that right. Fucking banger of an interview. My man had no filter, was like saying, yeah, fuck that guy, this guy, like, Rhino asked me about his opponent, and he's like, well, for a guy with supposedly a brown belt, his ground game is trash, or whatever, I was like, "Oh, like, he's talking shit, dude, anyways, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, uh, that interview made me a fan of him, but uh, here is Rhino's question. Hey, Juice and Leo. It's your big homie, Rhino, from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. Uh, Leo, happy belated birthday. We are birthday buddies just a couple days apart, so I hope you had a good one, my man. My question for you guys this week is, for those of us in my age range, Road Rules and Real World were two big shows on MTV growing up. If the two of you are going to have to take a cross-country road trip with, let's say, five other... MMA fighters, they don't have to be in the UFC, you can pick across the board or the entire landscape of MMA, but you two plus five other fighters, which are going to be stuck in an RV going from one end of the country to the other, stopping along the way to do challenges and whatnot, who are the five other people from the landscape of MMA you're going to want in the van or the RV with you? Very curious to hear the answer, love you guys, love the show, talk to you later. This is... Such a great question. And uh, I'm glad he brought up the birthday thing I was t- I was talking about. Like, I was thinking about that uh, as well. Um, Le- uh, Leo and Rhino have birthdays just a couple of days apart. So I was like, that's fucking awesome. Um, Rhino, right I've talked before, there's a lot of July birthdays on my Twitter. There's a fucking, like, ch- chunk of of people. And when I say chunk, it's like three or four. Uh, no, there's at least four that I know of people. Besides me. Who have the same birthday as me. it's My girl Ashley. That was the first one. That'll always be like... She's my soul twin for that. Um, And not like that. course, she's so much alike. Um, There's the homie Supermanly Nick. And there's Jass. Formerly Stinkfist. I think he was on Twitter. I think he got banned from Twitter. Um, And he does a podcast of his own called Delusional Film Dive. Um, And then there's another one I to follow me like uh, a while ago and I don't know their name. and I feel bad, but I saw the birthday and I was like, Oh shit, gotta follow him because the birthday. Um, so yeah, crazy that there's so many July birthdays and there and there's more like, like I said, that, those are just on the day. Those are just my same day, but there's like, there's cat. I think even Drea's July birthday, if I'm not mistaken, obviously Rhino, there's a ton of July birthdays. Um, but his question, the road rules, amazing. Five fires that we would be on a road trip with. In the RV Bro And I'm gonna answer I feel like Leo and I would have a similar list Although like whenever I give my list first Sometimes he'll he'll be like I don't want any crossovers or whatever Um, But I um, I feel like I'm gonna give a list for both of us Since he's not here And this definitely is still my list Not just Saying for Leo's sake So Right off the bat you 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 have to know it's my girl Roxanne not only that, like, the challenges sometimes are mental. And I feel like she's very good at puzzles and figuring things out. She has to be there. And then it's going to be my boy, Israel Mambu, Legitimita, Femi Oalafemi, desonya. Um, Actually, Izzy and Roxy get along a lot. And just, like, having them in the same space, even if they didn't, um, it would just be, like, food for my soul. And, um... Leo's two uh, would be, well, like I said, they're mine also. Derek Lewis and Wonderboy. If you, if you listen to this podcast, you know that he fucking loves those fighters. But there's one more that he loves. And I was thinking, like, should I include this because then I'm giving Leo three? And I was like, no, you know what? This is one of mine, too. Because Dan Hooker is on there too. And I know a lot of people on MMA Twitter hate Dan Hooker because he uh, blocked them. (laughs) I still like Dan Hooker. Um, And he's also, um, I don't know if they're best friends, but they're good friends with uh, Izzy. And I feel like them two in the same space would just be magic. Um, And then no one is in the same division. So they can all just be friends. Like, there's no... I mean, there would probably be some competitive rivalry with certain things, but, like, there's no, like... There's no need to be like, oh, well, if I ever fight this person, like, I I can't be too friendly or whatever. No. It would just be the best time, dude. You Derek Lewis cracking everybody up. But also, he's also very fucking strong for any physical challenges. Wonder Boy, very athletic. Um very wonder boy-esque like you know what i'm talking about dude like it's just his vibe is very important um he also drives the bus for the uh like after school program that the karate dojo has that he trains at that his dad owns and um i feel like he could drive the rv (laughs) that's very important (laughs) so dumb uh yeah so that's my answer Thank you, Rhino, so much. Like I said, check out his show, Combat Sports with Rhino. It's a must. Um, next question is from our boy D. Kranz. Got it in on time. Hey, what's up, Juicy Juice and Leo, my brothers? How are you guys doing? Uh, I hope you had an amazing Fourth of July. I hope everybody stayed safe and had fun. Uh, I can't wait to make pics with you guys again. Looking forward to this next card. Last weekend without fights sucked. Um, My question for you would be, how do you feel about O'Malley's opponent and (laughs) how the UFC is promoting him in general? Um, It's Yeah, just wondering (laughs) what your thoughts were on that. And I hope you guys have a great day. Can't wait to listen to the show. Love you boys. Peace. Love this question. And I'm looking forward to making picks on Topology with you as well. Um, I hope you mean when you say his opponent and how the UFC is promoting him, I hope you're saying, like, by promotion, lack thereof. Because I haven't seen that guy promoted at all. Uh, But I could have missed it. Um, So on the off chance that I missed it, I'm going to say they probably are not doing a good job uh, because the UFC – they tend to be biased with their promos. Let's be fair. Like the fucking Ronda Rousey versus Amanda Nunes fight was all about Ronda Rousey and her comeback. And it's like, hey, she's not the champion. What the fuck is this? And Amanda said she kind of didn't mind. She's like, she's like I know. The UFC love Ronda. They love her. Dana love Ronda, which I feel like was like also some shade as well. Uh, now that I know Amanda's back then, I was just like, oh, she's so sweet. But now I feel like she was a little sassy, too. Um <laughs> But um, how do I feel about it? So, spoiler alert, I'm picking this guy and I, I was thinking about it too like sometimes if it's if it's a clear victory for someone I don't like i I'll still pick them because I don't want to be I, want, I don't want to look fucking loud and wrong uh <laughs> but at the same time, dude, like this guy needs our support like this guy's fucking coming in on short notice to fight Sean O'Malley. Even though Sean O'Malley is a dickhead, he's a talented fighter. And uh, whoever, Chris Moutinho, I want him to fucking obliterate Sean O'Malley. I hope he hits him right in the same fucking nerve, dude. I hope he hits him right in that peroneal nerve and just dead Sean O'Malley's leg. And then he KOs him stiff. That would just be everything. And then I hope he fucking, it's in his face afterward. I'm just kidding. Then I'll have to hear Matura being like, oh. It's so disrespectful to do to an uh, unconscious opponent. Man. Anyway, (laughs) I feel like that's a wild take of mine that I like that shit because people honestly don't like it. And I get it. Sometimes it is really disrespectful, but sometimes it's needed, dude. It's needed. This is fighting. This isn't a fucking game. This isn't like, oh, sportsmanship. Let's all pat each other on the ass. This is a fist fight. I just beat the shit out of this guy. I don't know. Sometimes, like, maybe that's a reason you should be respectful, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Anyway, especially when Sean Sean O'Malley is on his fucking podcast holding his baby, talking about people that get addicted to heroin are pussies. Hey, man, you do that, I'm going to wish horrible things on you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wish you to get KO'd stiff and then also spat on. Of course I am. I'm not gonna not wish that. If I have a choice between wishing horrible things on you and not wishing horrible things on you, I'm gonna wish horrible things on you because I'm mentally ill. Anyway, D-Crons, that's how I feel about that. Um, and it sucks. It's, 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 that was another thing. Like I used to be a, a Sean malley fan, and I've just been loving hating him lately, dude. Been loving hating him. He's so fucking annoying. So fucking annoying. And he quit being a vegan because his fucking dumb weirdo fucking stupid coach told him to. And uh then he got injured. So fuck him. He's probably nutrient deficient, that piece of shit. All right. Next question is from my boy Typo in my photo. Juice. Yes your boy type on my photo hope you had a good fourth of July weekend with the family i've been able to really think of a great question for the fight because i know your prediction on the fight that i'm most excited for the burns thompson but to be honest i never wanted to see that fight in this division i would rather have seen like burns colby wonder boy leon like I would rather see seen something like that than this fight because I do like both fighters and don't want to see either of them lose. Um, for another fight, let's think here. I would say I'm just really surprised about one thing on this card, and that is that Ryan Hall has yet to pull out of this fight with Tapoya. And I'll make my prediction on it now. Ilya's going to sub him. Love this question. Uh, first of all, I hard agree about Burns and Thompson. As far as didn't want this fight to happen, uh, because I do like Gilbert Burns, um, and yeah, I what, I what I what I mean by hard agree, uh, Burns Colby versus Burns versus Colby, and then Wonderboy versus Leon. That was absolutely the fight to make uh, both both fights, and why Leon Edward. Sorry, Callum. <laughs> he should have taken the Wonderboy fight. That would have been great for his career. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't know why he didn't want to fight Wonderboy. But then he agreed to Chimaev Like, that to me didn't make any sense. But anyway, um, Wonderboy versus Leon was the fight, dude. That would have been a great fight for both guys. And when I wonder for Wonderboy versus Burns, I'm worried. Um, I'm worried. I feel like we're both worried. He's worried for his guy. I'm worried for my guy. That's how you know it's a good fight. But again, this is a fight where I don't want to see other other boy lose. Best case scenario, we can hope for a decision, like a close decision. That'll be that'll be the one to hope for. And as far as Ryan Hall versus Eli <laughs> Temporia, man, I used to be such a big Ryan Hall fan. Um, and it's so funny too. Like I wrote a blog about it once about him not uh, getting a fight and uh, type of my photo, and I went back and forth a little bit because he wanted him to fight Herbert Burns. Um, who had apparently called him out. I didn't really see that. And it's also like he had one fight in the UFC uh, at that point. Um, recently, I've learned that Ryan Hall's not the best person. And I won't say how I learned that or or, or what the source is or whatever. But like, yeah, dude, I don't know. Ryan Hall, <laughs> kind of wanting to see him lose a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though, the um, Ilya Tepuria prediction of, of him subbing Ryan Hall, I don't think that'll happen at all. I know Ryan Hall can seem like a one-trick pony with the heel hooks as far as his jujitsu game goes. Like, that's clearly what he's looking for, and that's what he's built his, his game around. But, dude, I've I've seen YouTube videos of him breaking down, like, ways to to get a triangle, like, different sweeps. He is not, like, one-trick pony when it comes to jujitsu, jitsu um, like, at all. He is, but but Ilya is nasty on the ground, so I don't see Ryan subbing him either. Um, I do think Ilya beats him though. So there's that. Ooh, I'm kind of worried about this fight actually. Um, but yeah, great great question, great shout out for that fight because I kind of forgot I was happening. Like you said, I was kind of, you know, expecting something to happen. Ryan Hall is like a. Um, a reputation or whatever, like pulling out of fights. I feel like he gets injured um, or or sometimes people pull out of his fights. Like it's not always his fault. Um, some of his opponents pull out. But um, yeah, I was expecting something to happen and it didn't. Uh, knock wood, right? Great, great question. Shout out to the type of my photo. Go give him a follow. Um, now we have some great voice males on the horizon. First one is the homie MMA by Milliken. It is a great podcast called MMA by Milliken. Um, and uh, he does this like midweek positivity uh, episodes that I think are great. And then he'll also do, he calls them Suspect Picks, which I think is pretty funny. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, I can't say. Happy birthday! Uh, I know your birthday is coming up, Jews. Happy birthday, Leo! Is MMA by Milliken? How you fellas doing? All right, so uh, could you please explain to people? It's mostly out here talking about some doing technical breakdowns for a serial gun versus Derek Lewis. <laughs> Can you please explain to them why MMA doesn't was a silly thing to do because MMA doesn't work on Derek Lewis. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, i know a serial gun. Listen, listen, Juice, my question to you is who is your favorite actor or actress, and what weight class would they be in? You should know their weight classes. Yes, you should. And in MMA, how do you think they were fair, depending on what division they would be entered into? Leo, who is your favorite attack on Titan character or characters? You guys, take care. It is fight week, baby yes so glad it's fight week dude um i'm gonna have to have leo get back to you as far as the attack on titan question um but my favorite actor this is a tough one because i used to have um i used to have a favorite actor and i was like you know those like mma fans that that uh change their favorite fighter whenever someone wins you know what I mean? It's like someone gets a big win and it's, oh, that's my favorite fighter. Like, like, dude, there were so many fucking new Charles Oliveira fans when he won the belt. There was so many, like, new Benil Darius fans when he beat Tony Ferguson. Like, you know what I mean? There's just a lot of, like, Fairweather fans. That's kind of how I used to be uh, as a uh, an actor and as a, as a student of the craft, if you will. Because I would, like, I would just get so invested in a certain performance and I'd be like, this guy's amazing. Like... This is, this is going to sound so dumb if you know anything about acting or if you've watched a ton of his movies. My favorite actor when I was first starting um, studying acting used to be Jeremy Piven uh, because he had an amazing performance. And I think it was Smoke and Aces. And I was just like, He's, this is the guy. This is the guy. <laughs> um, that said, um, my one of my favorite teachers is also – he works a lot. Um, if you look him up, you, um, you will guarantee you've seen something he's been in and he's had fairly prominent roles. He had a, uh, a really, um, like a, well, like a feature role on his show called burn notice. He was also sort of the villain, I guess, or like one of the main, uh, antagonists in, um, a Christian Slater movie called he was a quiet man. Um, my friends listening probably know who I'm talking about by now. It's Jameson Jones. Um, he's probably my favorite actor to watch, honestly. Um, and he was my one of my favorite teachers. And he got like some of the best acting out of me. Um, my favorite my my the best acting I've ever done in, in class and that has happened to me has been by a man by the name of Chris Fields. He doesn't work a lot though, so I can't say like it's my favorite actor. Um he was in Jurassic Park. <laughs> he was in Jurassic Park. Um uh, And Fight Club, actually. <laughs> in Fight Club, you know, in this scene when Edward Norton is like going around to like lots of different places and they're like, uh, first of all, Fight Club, can't talk about Fight Club. And everyone seems like a fucking robot or whatever. Chris Fields is the guy the laundromat. He's like, can't talk about Fight Club. Um, anyway, dude, Jam- Jameson Jones is the fucking OG. Um, he's the best. And he'd be a welterweight. And honestly, like, he is, um, really proficient in stage combat and obviously it doesn't translate but the way he talks about it and the way he's he's worked at it if he were to really train i think he would have success now obviously he's on the older side so that's a thing there but if he were to let's say um you know it's the uh, the rigorousness the the rigor in which he studied acting and the dedication he put toward it if he'd done that to mma he'd be a fucking champion i'll say it right now jameson jones for the belt <laughs> maybe two or three people listening will understand that joke. Or well, it's not even a joke, like the reference. Anyway, thank you Millikan. Um shouts to Milliken. great follow, great podcast. And the next question is from another great follow. Uh one of my best homies on Twitter, uh, mixed the man. Let's hear it. Hey, Juice, it's Nick. Question for you. Um why do you think we like to shit on Ronda Rousey's career and, and what do you make of her legacy? I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Get at me, bud. Oh my God. I love this question. So first of all, I have to say, whenever it's a, a voicemail, I kind of like to talk about the transcripts, uh, cause Google voice will give a transcript for it. Um, so you can just read it if you don't want to listen. Um, Milligan's was all over the place, by the way, <laughs> but mixed, uh, since he didn't say mixed, uh, he just said Mick. It read it as Nick. And uh, we were just talking to um, the homie KGB and that's her man's. And uh, I didn't recognize the area code at first. And I was like, oh, my God, did Nick call in? Did KGB tell Nick to call in? Uh, I felt so dumb when I was like, of course, it's Mick. Anyway, this is a great question, actually, as far as Ronda Rousey's career. Um because i believe it was steve k and drake riggs were talking about this on the wma today podcast uh actually i don't think it's wma today i think it's just wma podcast but they were talking about like the mount rushmore of uh women's mma and when you have that names i don't like to i don't like to do the mount rushmore because like I feel like that's a term that like Brendan Shaw perpetuated. He was like, oh, he's on my Mount Rushmore. This is Mount Rushmore. Like, first of all, if you use that term too much, it gets diluted. Secondly, there's only like four dudes on on Mount Rushmore. There's only four presidents. Imagine calling the president's dudes. Uh, me. Um, there's only four of them. So you're kind of limited. And that is like not like there's more than four people who are influential in in MMA. Like it's just hard to pick. And um but if you're gonna do like women's MMA, you absolutely have to put ronda Rousey. There's no ifs, ands or buts. You know, she got women to the UFC. Um and she wasn't the first, it was like it was like Gina, Carano, and Cyborg walked so that Ronda could run, is how I'll put it. Um like there certainly wouldn't be ronda without Gina and uh, and Cyborg for sure. And uh you know, kudos to cyborg for still fighting, but Ronda Rousey's career, I think, gets shit on. And there's a lot of revisionist history that goes on for two reasons. One, the way in which she lost and then disappeared, didn't do media except to go on Ellen and say that she wanted to have Travis Brown's babies and then came back, refused to do media for the Amanda fight other than to do the promo for the UFC, which again was all about her, barely even mentioned Amanda, if at all and then lost again and went into hiding and went straight to WWE, did not even uh, mention MMA, really. I mean, obviously that was a part of her her character in WWE, but, like, dude, MMA fans are fickle in that way. Like, they feel like if, if she didn't show the fans any love, like, why should they show her love? But in regards to this question, like, it's it's not about that. Like, what she did was... I don't know. She blazed a trail. But like, so that's one reason. Like I said, it's it's, it's the way in which she lost and just went away. The other reason is that when Ronda was champion, she was so dominant that it made the rest of the women she fought look ordinary. And then as the sport progressed and she left, it started to catch up and you started to see where women's MMA was at. The belt changed three times when she left. She got knocked out. Went to Holly. Holly got choked out by Misha. Misha got choked out by Amanda. It was boom, 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 hot potato for in in the span of uh, like eight or nine months. Because I I believe she lost to Holly in like a November, and then it was March that um, Holly lost to Misha, and it was July of the following year that um, that uh, that Misha lost to Amanda. So. In the span of like eight months, the belt changed three times. It's crazy, and then now you've seen like like some of her opponents, Liz Carmouche, the first you know UFC women's title fight. Uh, Liz has gone on to fight for the title in, uh, the flyweight division, and and she made she made a pretty good run at bantamweight as well before the flyweight division was open, and she's now doing great things at flyweight in and Bellator and is close to getting a title shot there as well. Um, you know Alexis Davis, who, and then this is, I think, kind of why it came up. I was saying that the homie Jay Willa had um, that's his, that's his uh, I don't know if people know that's like Jason Williams, I believe. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm just like on a colloquial basis or whatever, but like, um, he he posted that it was the anniversary of the Alexis Davis finish, um, like 16 seconds, um, uh, she had like a judo throw got her in a headlock and just fucking ground and pounded to a to a TKO finish. But um, you know Alexis Davis has has gone on to prove that she's a tough veteran who is hard to get out of there. So a lot of Ronda's wins are aging very well that people just haven't noticed. Uh, like even the Kat Zingano one, like Cat Cat's doing her thing, and and um, Cat's had some unfortunate luck as well. Cat beat the fucking brakes off Misha Tate, uh, you know what I mean. So there's a there's a lot to look at when it comes to to Ronda's career. Uh, I will say that, um, in the, in the short span of time that she did, she had one of the most, I want to say dense careers. Like she was a champion by like three and O, uh, in strike force, or she was three and O going into her first title fight. And then maybe she should four and O when she was a champion, but like you get like, when she got to the UFC, she was like, I don't know, eight fights in, I think, or whatever. Uh. And she put that on herself to be like she, you know, expected great things from herself from the jump with being an Olympian and, and having this name that, you know, she carried herself in such a way that it was like, as MMA fans, we have this obsession with like building people up just to tear them down. We love to put people on a pedestal and then like, oh, you lose? Fuck you. Watch and see how many John Jones fans there are uh, after he loses. Watch and see. And and I'm not even saying that he'll lose his next fight, whenever that may be, uh, because we don't even know if if they're going to even come to terms on that Francis fight uh, or if he even fights again. But if he does and he continues to fight, he will lose at least once. Uh, And watch and see how many John Jones fans you see after that. People are obsessed. Especially people like Ronda and John, who are so polarizing in the sense that... uh, there's people that love them both that are like die hard, like, no, I'll fucking never uh pick against them, I'll never say anything bad about them. And then there's people that are like uh, offset, they're like, I'll fucking never root for them, I'll never wish anything positive on them. Like that's when it just goes south. So that's kind of what I how I view Rhonda. Like she's so important and she's iconic. Uh personality, bit of an asshole. Uh, and like I said, not didn't handle those losses well. But when it comes to her career, I can't sit here and say that she wasn't, like, one of the most important fighters in women's MMA. This is not This is not factual, you know? But great question, Mick. Thank you so much. And that concludes the voice questions. So we are now going to go into Twitter questions. All right, first up, I got a DM from the homie Phil the MMA dude. At Phil the MMA dude. Go the split decision podcast. Go check him out. Um, his question says, Thoughts on Roxanne versus Tatiana? What does Roxanne need to do to get the victory? Also, what to make of the matchup? It seems like a tough fight for anyone, but does Dana dislike Roxy? Roxanne is constantly being put ag- against these rising stars. Great question. First of all, if there's any sort of animosity, I don't think it would be from Dana. I actually think it would be from the matchmakers. Like, uh, I believe Sean Shelby handles that division, um, if I'm honest, or might, maybe it's McMaynard. Um, but I honestly don't think there is. I mean, Sean Shelby was like a prodigy of uh, Joe Silva, so there's that. So if it's if, if it's him, like that would maybe make a little sense. But uh, if it's McMaynard, which I actually think it might be now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think so, dude. Like, he's such a nice guy. But honestly that's how the fight game works in terms of matching up like the at a certain point the older fighters have to fight the younger fighters and they want to use the older fighters to for the younger fighter to build a name off themselves which sucks if i'm honest you know i don't like to see that but at the same time i get it so i'm not going to complain too much and it's and it because like like i said with dana you know if, if you go back and watch season, I think, 26 of The Ultimate Fighter, when Roxanne had her second run on there, when they opened up the flyweight division, there's a clip of Dana just being, like, so complimentary of, of Roxanne. First of all, they seated her number one on that. Uh, like, that wasn't one where you had to, like, fight to get in the house or whatever. They just had picked 16 flyweights and, and they seated them. And that's how they determined the the first round matchups. And they seated Roxanne number one. Like, she had come the most far since being cut from the UFC. And like, she fought for Thailand and Victor. She was on this run and, and he spoke highly of her. He was like, they tell me your striking striking is improving. and Like they, uh, like he was just so nice to her. And I was like, dude, there's no way that Dana does, does not like Roxy. Um, I mean, maybe he's kind of an asshole. Maybe he thinks like whatever, but like, as far as animal actual animosity, I don't think so. Um, but as far as what she needs to do to, to get the victory, I was thinking about this dude, honestly, uh, don't sleep on her. And I'm not just saying that because I am uh, Stan. You know what I mean? Uh, most of Tatiana's victories come from her wrestling. Roxanne's hard to take down. And I don't have the actual stats to know what her like takedown defense is. Um, but Roxanne's hard to take down. And she's a black belt if you get her on the ground. So I honestly... I don't think that uh this is some crazy like oh it's already decided that Tatiana's gonna win. No, absolutely not. And and Roxanne's stand-up is tricky, you know? So if Tatiana thinks she's just gonna go in here and, and smash this girl like she does with all her other opponents, I mean I don't Tatiana's not like that, but um No. No. This is this is Team Roxy all day, as I said in the opening, there's nothing uh, that you can do to convince me otherwise Great question Phil Go check out his show That he is with the Fight Geek um, Haven't heard from Fight Geek in a while um, But every time I, I say that Every time I'm like I don't think Fight Geek listens He'll be like uh, Juice uh, Not everyone has time to You know He'll like say something Like very Fight Geek-ish um, But anyways <laughs> um couple of uh questions from the from the forum post here uh we got my homie unmatched mma podcast and i want to give a big shout out to this guy i was going to have him on um this episode actually but i just knew i wouldn't have time to coordinate our schedules and i want to get him on the show at some point um obviously when it's when leo's back it's going to be harder but um i said that if anyone gets me unblocked by megan anderson i would have them on the podcast and unmatched was like let's go And he's been tweeting her like consistently. And I kind of noticed they stopped. And then he messaged me was like, Oh bro, she noticed and she blocked me. (laughs) And so my only got a fucking, he got a, uh, what is it? Like a stray bullet. Like they say, when he got caught in the crossfire or whatever, got some, some friendly fire. Uh, although I guess that's not really friendly fire, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he took one for the team. So I, I I do want to have him on at some point. Um, but he said this month has too many bangers to keep track of. But are there any in particular that stand out above the rest that you're super hyped for? Top three, top five. <sighs> Honestly, like he said, there's so many. Um, I'm really looking forward to Sanhagen Dillashaw. That fight is just. And every time I talk about the return of TJ, like I'm, I'm like, fuck that guy. I want to see him. Whatever. Like I, I don't care if he doesn't fight in the UFC or whatever. People are like, why not? He's so fun to watch. I'm like, yeah, I get it, dude. Like, he is talented. But honestly, like, he's a fucking, <laughs> like, make a to say about Izzy. Great fighter? Shit personality. Shit personality when it comes to TJ Dillashaw. Fuck him. Uh, and I love Corey Sandhagen as well. So I want to see him send him to the fucking Shadow Realm. Oh, uh, I can't fucking wait for that fight. Honestly, that's one of the ones I'm most looking forward to um, out of... Out of all of them, really, uh, I am looking forward to as well. Misha Tate versus uh, Marion Renault. That's another one I'm looking forward to. And I was looking forward to Max Yair, but dude, it got canceled. And I'm super sad about it. Like, that was my birthday card. That was literally my birthday. And they were like, nah, Max can't make it. You're going to have to have uh, nothing. Oh, so sad, dude. I'm so sad. Sorry, I can't pick more. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm hyped for this whole weekend UFC 264, which I'm going to break down in a second once we get uh, done with these fights. But um, yeah, I'm super excited for all those fights on the card. Actually, even I'm looking at the main card. It's just it's just perfection, perfection. So thank you for your question, Unmatched. Next question is from Zach Friedrich. Hope I'm saying pronouncing that right. Um, He sent a few questions before. This guy's pretty cool. Uh, it says, which fighter smells the worst and who smells the best, both male and female, although I imagine the women probably take care of their BO. Uh, you'd be correct. Um, uh, smelly men are far more common than smelly women. Uh, and I thought about this a while. Um, you know what fighter smells the worst, uh, male fighter, is probably... And I say this with all the love in my heart. This is one of my favorite fighters. This is one of Leo's favorite fighters, Derek Lewis. I feel like he doesn't give a shit when it comes to that. I was I was actually going to say this, someone I don't like, like John Jones, but I was like, no, John Jones is so conceited. He probably washes like with fucking keels in the shower, and he like he probably uh, like gets pedicures every week or something, um, like secretly. Like he wouldn't go out public, but I'll have the, the fucking. Uh, manicurist or whatever the nail person come to come to his house um, by the way that was another place I took my Angela Hill shirt to the fucking nail salon but you couldn't tell dude like with a selfie it was like like Kate couldn't join me so it was like it was weird as fuck uh, it, it was just like you couldn't really tell and I looked like I was just in a regular chair but I fucking got one and, and then Kate was like you should have asked the girl to, to take a picture I'm like It's like a sanitary thing. Like they have gloves and shit. Like what am I going to, that wouldn't have worked. Um, Yeah, dude. Um, So honestly, like I said, yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Derek Lewis. Greg Hardy absolutely smells the worst. There's no fucking doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. I probably got a rage text from Leo for even suggesting that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's absolutely Greg Hardy. Fuck me. And then what female smells the worst? Uh, Macy Barber, without a doubt. And again, it's like like he said, women probably take care of the BL. I don't care. I'm, I'm perpetuating the rumor right now. Macy Barber smells like shit. Um, okay. Uh, that was such a good question. <laughs> um, next question from Callum, at Callum underscore JN. Like I said, go give him a follow. First patron of this podcast. First, uh, I was going to say like first... First mate, like they have a, like a captain has a first mate. Anyway, um, he's just MMA related. Which MMA fighter's life would you most like to see a movie based on, and why? And here's the thing, dude. I know I've talked about it a lot of this episode, but it's absolutely Roxanne, and she just has the most interesting. She's had the most interesting life. Uh, like she grew up on the on the East Coast. Uh, I think she grew up a lot in Boston, and then her her parents. Uh, I think they separated. Uh, her mom now lives in New Jersey, I believe. Um, you know, So she's got an interesting background in that regard. Then she went to uh, Japan um, to study and train. Then she became an English teacher there and just learned a lot of stuff being in Japan and just being in some of the like early fights of WMMA. Dude, her first fight was in like 2002. No one ever heard of women fighting in, in, in America in 2002. I mean, you had hook and shoot, like Julie Kedzie and them were fighting uh but at the same time like it wasn't really a thing roxanne was fighting in japan dude i don't know uh she just had would have such an amazing movie um and i'm not going to ask who would play her or i'm not going to answer because you didn't ask but also i feel like that's a question people would want to ask in the future just putting it out there um i honestly also don't know um i did pick for one of rhino's amazing questions um what musical would be like uh, like a musical based on Roxy's life um who would direct it or whatever and who would play her I answered it then and that person could absolutely play her in the movie as well but I feel like they would be more suited to the musical so I don't even know if I'm sticking with that answer anyway he said not MMA if you had to do a podcast on any other topic that wasn't MMA what topic would you choose fucking great question because I actually have one (laughs) um So I do a podcast, and it's on hiatus right now um, because, uh, well, due to lack of support, really. And I thought about putting that on the Patreon. I was like, what if I just continue it with Patreon? But uh, honestly, the way I do it now, it has to be Spotify exclusive. And I don't know if I want to continue that or do it in a different way. Um, And I also don't know, I wouldn't want to subject people in the MMA community to that. It's it's called Breaking the Fourth Wall. It's it's about uh, Broadway, musical theater but um, it's also about I do I do a couple episodes on straight plays as well um, so there's that but it's mostly it's mostly musicals as a matter of fact like I, I started out alternating because I realized early on that the musical only uh, episodes because I put music in them from the shows which is a feature I'm able to do through Anchor um, and they're exclusively on Spotify but I was like I don't know if I want to just limit myself in that way like let me alternate so I'll have straight... Because the other ones with their bot straight plays, they can be on any platform. So I just put them everywhere. Uh, and then I noticed early on as well that regard, like even in light of the exclusivity, the musical ones were still getting more downloads. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do more musical episodes. So that's what I've been doing. And then I, I took a long break once uh, uh, Leo, I brought Leo back on board um, to do this podcast. And then I decided to do fucking... Uh, an episode on In the Heights, because the movie was coming out. By the way, if you haven't seen it, amazing movie. Even if you don't like uh, musicals, it's not uh, a musical that's for only musical people. Like, there's, there's fucking, like, hip-hop in it and, like, Latin music. It's fucking amazing. Um, but, yeah, uh, only five people listen to that episode. It's really sad. Uh, so I, I won't be doing that unless I get a co-host, which I might do. Um, yeah, there's that. So, but, but, but even if I didn't have one, that probably would be it. Honestly, like that's, that's why I did it because I just wanted to have a platform to talk about that and, and be passionate. And it was a great outlet for me for a while because I, I didn't want to, I, I stepped down from, uh, FWM for a while, like I took a break before I, you know, rebranded with friendly sparring, but I, um, I, I focused just like 100% on that. And it was great because I was doing like, you know, I got to do different like scenes and stuff like that. It was, it was awesome. But uh, it's no more because uh, there wasn't enough support, which is another thing that, like, annoys me. Like, uh, like my, my homie T-Cross had an amazing MMA podcast. And because he got banned from Twitter, he was mostly marketing it to, like, his friends and family. And he, like, trains MMA and Muay Thai and BJJ at gym. And, like, those cucks didn't support him. And I get that. Like, it's hard to do it when you don't have support. So I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I was... Basically, promoting, I mean, I did promote it on Twitter as well, uh, but I wasn't able to like connect with uh, the theater community in a way that I did with MMA. So I was mostly marketing to my friends who are theater people, and those cucks didn't support me. So I get it. Um, And actually, that is all the questions we have. So what I want to do now is give my picks for UFC 264 coming up next weekend. I'm so fucking excited, you guys. I wish I was in Vegas for this. Um, Some people may may know Vegas is my hometown. I was born in Southern California. I was born in Fullerton. But when I was four, my family moved to Vegas. And um, we just, like, I did all my schooling there up until senior year of high school. So that's where I fucking grew up. Like, Vegas is my hometown. And opening up the main card, we got Sean O'Malley versus Chris Multinho. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. And here's the thing. Like I said earlier, I alluded to it. I'm absolutely not picking Sean O'Malley. And you should know that my picks are not meant for betting advice. and Because I don't pick who I think will win. I'm just basically telling you guys who I want to win. Um, sometimes, like I said, if, if there's no hard in it, it is a, a head pick. Um, you know, and it's like two people making their debut. Or if it's like people I've never heard of, you know, I'll kind of try and analyze it a little bit and, and make a prediction that way. Or if I like both guys, there's that but honestly this is a case of I don't know Chris and Sean's probably gonna beat him but I'm not gonna give Sean that energy so we're picking Chris and I hope he wins dude and I was thinking about this too like uh, last time I fucking went against like a or I picked a I went against a debut uh, fighter uh, on short notice going up against an explosive striker was uh, Michelle Pereira versus Tristan Connolly. And I even fucking tweeted out there, like people were roast, dragging me for it, and rightly so, because I was like, okay, here's uh, Michelle Pereira versus the sacrificial lamb because I just brought in this guy who's normally a lightweight to fight this massive welterweight who, let's be honest, could fight at middleweight. Um, and uh, Tristan beat the brakes off of, of Michelle Pereira. It was fucking incredible. So who's to say that Chris uh, can't do this? None of us know him. Who's to, say, who's to say he's not fucking great, dude? All right, next is Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya. Uh, Irene did not have a, l- a great showing in her last fight against Holly. She got Holly Um, uh, You know what I mean? Uh, Yana also had a pr- decent showing in her last fight. She won on the judges' scorecards, but not on mine. I'm not going to say it was a robbery because it was a close fight. Um, and the only close fights that are robberies are Angela Hill fights. And I will fucking die on that Hill. I will die on that Angela Hill. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I really am a dad with the amount of dad jokes that I, um, say, but anyway, anyways, I'm picking Irene. Uh, I just, I just love Irene Aldana. I always loved the Mexican fighters and, um, you know, like she turns with Alexa Grasso. Um, she had an epic fight with Leslie Smith that I'll always remember, even though she lost that fight. Um, Yeah. I fucking love, and dude, she, I know this is MMA math, but she knocked Ketlin Vieira the fuck out. And that who was who Yana supposedly beat in her last fight, you know, barely. So if we're using MMA math, or at least common opponents, I think Irene is going to fucking dead Yana Kunitkaya. I know, I'm, I'm not saying she's going to stop her. I mean, that is usually what that means, but I'm just saying she's going to beat the brakes off her. Anyway, uh, this is another one where analytics don't come into play. Tai Ivasa versus Greg Hardy. Here's another thing that like annoys me about people that are like, I only pick up my brain, dude. I only pick up my brain. Those people don't pick Greg Hardy, even though sometimes he's favored to win, because it's a it's a it's a thing of like, oh, I don't want to give that guy any. Fun. So hey, where's that same energy for? Any anyway, I'm, I'm gonna get toxic, but Titu Ivasa all day. And this is another one of those cases like it's not just like. Like, I think I've said in this podcast before, like, whoever great card he's fighting, I'm like, he's the guy. We got to put our all our energy behind him. Like, Marcin Tabura, I don't even fuck about Marcin Tabura, but he was the guy. And I was like, let's fucking go. And he ended up winning. Finally paid off. Uh, I love Ty. I'll usually pick Ty anyway, um, even if I don't think he's going to win because honestly, he's not the most technically proficient heavyweight. He came out great, though, in his debut. He got like a flying knee over Rashad Coulter, I believe. That shit was amazing. Um, and uh, I love Tai Tuivasa. I just, I love everything about him. So we're sticking with Ty, and that's, that's it, dude. That's fucking it. Um, and then Gilbert Burns versus uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Now, as I alluded to with um, type of my photos question, I mean, you guys probably knew I was going to pick Wonderboy, but uh, I do want to say like, I do like Gilbert Burns. It's just a case of, I like Stephen Wonderboy a little bit more. And I do honestly think that this will be a hard puzzle for Gilbert to crack um, he hasn't really used his, uh, wrestling and jujitsu in a long time. He's leaned more on his striking, which has come a long, long way. Um, but, uh, I got Wonderboy in this all day. And then obviously Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor is the main event. And, uh, if you've been following along, you know that I'm fucking really against Conor. And and there's a lot of people like are like talking about it like in like a serious manner of like, oh, people can't sleep on Connor like even if you hate him, whatever, love him or hate him, he's explosive, and he could man, this is all my energy going to Dustin right now, and that's fucking it dude um and i and I think the narrative of, of like Connor gets motivated in rematches is like weird because he's only ever rematched Nate as far as I know. That's his only rematch in the UFC, and I don't think he had any other rematches in the regional scene. So, like, where's this? Where's this narrative coming from? Of like, you know, oh, Conor rematches is a different beast. Like, yeah, honestly, he was uh, obsessing over that loss, and he made the adjustment, but it was really just his cardio, and and even that he didn't really fix. Like, you know what I mean? This is what we're we're dealing with here, and you got a guy in Dustin like. Here's my prediction for the fight as far as how it'll play out. I do think Connor will be more patient. He's definitely going to be worried about the calf kick, which might open up some some striking for Dustin. Um, either way, it's going to be like a uh, I want to say a chess match, but not really. It's going to be whatever. Um, weird prediction. Maybe Connor shoots for a takedown. Maybe he's saying all that like, "Oh, first one that shoots is a dusty bitch." Like, I love Dustin's response by the way. Uh, like. How about first one that gets taken down is a dusty bitch. Um, I think Connor might shoot for a takedown, and then Dustin will jump the gilly. Um, no, I mean maybe. But what what I would say in general, I think it's going to be uh, tentative. Not tentative, but like more of a more of a chess match on on, on the feet. And Dustin's going to wear on him, and eventually it's going to get into those later rounds. And later the fight goes, it favors Dustin. <laughs> so I honestly. I'm not, it's like a foregone conclusion that this is going to win in my mind. So there's that. And that ladies and gentlemen brings us to the end of this podcast. Um, you can follow the podcast at, at friendly spar pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow my co-host Leo, who is absent from this episode at Leo GH Two One One Three. Um, you can send us an email at finding with myself pod at gmail.com. You can check out the red bubble. Um, I mean, if you if you go on rebel. and you search, I even I think if you search friendly sparring, it'll come up because the logos are titled that way. But the shop itself, I can I don't think I can change the URL. It's like F, it's like rebel. slash people slash fwm pod. If I'm uh remembering correctly, got some new new merch up there. We got the friendly sparring logo um in a PNG file, so it, it doesn't have the background. You can put it on whatever color you want; and it won't clash. Uh, and I, I also got it, um, in black if you want it in black, which is pretty fucking dope. And shout out to Dave Frets for that because I, I I only asked for the main logo and the original color like red and, and the homie came through with a fucking one in black and one in white. Now the white doesn't really show up on most of the products. So I, I haven't put that, but I'm going to check into Patreon. If, if they structure their merch a different way, I might throw that white one up there too. So, um, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I, I do want to say, because I saw a tweet right before I recorded that someone said they were kind of struggling with depression. Um, DMs are always open for that. I will always uh, let, be able to lend an ear for anyone going through a hard time uh, with their mental health. So um, with that said, be kind to each other and good night and good fights.